The brighter the star, the darker the shadow. When you go for that audition, don't let the shadow hold you back. Just embrace it, but let the star shine. Hey performer, welcome to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. Are you ready to get back to your creative passion for singing, acting, and dancing again? Hi, I'm Estelle, beginner voice coach, performer, and Christian creative, and I know how it feels to want to use your God-given gifts, but to stay stuck in fear. The solution is to just get started. So in this podcast, you'll find beginner singing and performing tips, inspiring interviews with artists, and help to push past your fear so you can finally start performing again. So pause your Broadway playlist and take a vocal rest, because the show is starting and you're the star of it. Let's begin. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. It's Estelle and this is Creatively Performing Arts, the podcast. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode. I get to interview, I got to interview Sherry Rayford and I'm going to introduce her in a second, but I'm just so excited for you to hear her story. You know, this show is about helping you live more creatively through starting to sing, dance, act, perform again. And one of the reasons I love doing this show is because I get to hear people's stories and share their stories with you. And it's so important. It's so important that you are listening to these stories and hearing people's journeys, hearing these perspectives, because it could be what you need, right, to help you maybe change your perspective, change the way you think about a certain challenge you're facing, certain struggle you're facing as a creative, as someone who's starting to sing, perform again, you know, whether it's you wanting to take a dance class, whether you wanting to audition for a play for the first time, you know, hearing stories of people who've done it before, who've done all these things, who have faced all these challenges, these limiting beliefs, these fears, these doubts, and who can share with you what it looks like on the other side can really inspire you to keep going. And so, you know, that's why I love these these stories and these interviews. And I hope that you love it too. And I hope that it really not just inspires you, but like practically helps you to take steps, to take next steps towards starting to sing, starting to dance, starting to act, starting to share your gifts with others, starting to use your God-given creative gifts without fear, without, um, with abandon, you know, just like freely putting it out there, freely going for it. And I hope that you feel that empowerment and that encouragement through these stories, through these episodes, as well as practical tips as as to like how to actually do this. Like, how do I actually start singing? How do I actually, you know, what do I choose for an audition? Things like that. Like you can hear from some of these artists who I'm interviewing and in some of these episodes that I'm sharing. So yeah, I hope this really just inspires you to get started. That's what I want this show to do and to help you live more creatively. So yeah, that's what I love. That's what we're here for. So um, before I introduce Sherry and get into the interview, Speaking of like actually getting started and taking action, I've been wanting to do this thing to help you take that action. And it is coming. It's finally happening in January 2023. Okay, we're doing a free live workshop on Zoom that's all about helping you build confidence and start building confidence as a singer, as a performer, you know. We all are, whether you are dancing, whether you're performing, acting, wanting to sing, whatever it is, you know, um, a lot of you are wanting to be triple threats, are triple threats. Maybe you 
meaning that you sing, dance, and act, right? Maybe you are acting, but you want to sing better. You want to sing more. You want to be a more confident singer and auditions. Maybe you dance, and but you want to explore singing, and you like to write songs, but you want to grow your voice, right? There's so many reasons why building confidence as a sing in your voice and and your performance style can really impact you as a performer. And so I want to help you explore that. Like, let's explore that. We're going to do a free workshop where I talk about really honestly, like at the heart of it, like building confidence as a singer, it comes from action. It comes from the doing. It also comes from like learning to love your voice and know your voice and know how, you know, accept your voice as it is and all these different things and I just can't wait to get into it in this free workshop it's going to happen in January of 2023 so keep an a lookout I guess or an ear open because I'm going to be talking about it more in the coming weeks on this uh, show so make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever wherever you listen to make sure that you don't miss an episode because I will be talking about it more And if you want to get even more insight as to like what's going to be happening in this free workshop, go to the show notes right now, go to the show notes and click join um, the Facebook community because that Facebook group, the Performing Artists Community on Facebook, it's a free Facebook community and it's a place where artists, where we like listeners to the show, performing artists, gather together and can really inspire and connect with each other, collaborate with each other, meet people who are doing what you want to be doing or who you might be able to inspire. Like it's so many, so many opportunities are available to in being in that type of community. And I will be going live in there coming up, like as we come up to the live workshop, talking about different aspects of confidence as a singer, as a performer, sharing some of my own tea, right? Spilling some tea, sharing some of my own experiences and just like talking more about what it's going to look like. So if you are interested and you want more information and you want to be aware of when it's happening and all that stuff, not only subscribe to the show, but also go join the Facebook group. It's fun. Okay. There's a lot of theater in there, a lot of laughs in there. It's great. It's great. It's very inspiring, of course. So go join. Um, So now let's get into this conversation with Sherry. Guys, if you've listened to past episodes, I've definitely mentioned her before. She's the artistic director of the company that I did a Midsummer Night Stream with for um, my first time working with the company. And it was so fun. I love Sherry. She's amazing. The way that we met was such like a godsend and a beautiful, beautiful story. I've definitely told it before, um, but I'm excited for you to actually get to hear her story and her journey and I loved hearing it myself so let me introduce her so Sherry Rayford is the founder and artistic director of Shared Radiance Performing Arts Company in North Carolina started in 2013 and she is also an actor herself and a director Um, she considers herself an educator first and she is really the Shakespeare queen okay she studied at Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in London through Shakespeare Lives, and she's continued her studies in Shakespeare since then. She's also a ballroom dancer, a creative movement specialist, and overall, such an inspiring and beautiful person inside and out. Truly, I love her, and you will too. So let's get into it without further ado, Sherry Rayford. All right, I'm here with Sherry Rayford. I'm so excited to talk to you, Sherry. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's great to see you today in person. I know. (laughs) I'm so excited. Usually I do, um, like I was telling you, usually I do all of our 
interviews on Zoom, but I'm excited to be like face to face. It's also weird because I'm like used to looking at my laptop instead, yes. but we're looking at each other face to face. So, yeah. So Sherry, you are a the a thespian like to the mat. <laughs> You're a Shakespeare queen. You are the founder of Sherry Radiance Performing Arts Company. I would just love to know your journey so far as you know you can go as far back as you want but just give us for people who don't know you and don't know Sharon Radiance kind of give us like a little background of like who you are as an artist and how you got to where you are now okay well I'll try to do the first part in bullets mm-hmm. because I've been <laughs> living a while uh, so when I was younger and in high school I was really interested in visual visual art mm-hmm. and music and chorus and uh, because I did go to school a while back, we had more options. We didn't have the, you know, now people are trapped into AP or this or that. But at the time, you could just kind of choose what you wanted more. So I did chorus and, you know, art and competitive speech. Uh, oddly enough, I wasn't in plays in high school. I worked mm-hmm. backstage and I was on the debate team. But anyway, fast forward, uh, during my generation, if you just married well and were a secretary in the rural area where I lived, you were probably considered successful. Um, and, and that wasn't anything bad or a throw off on my upbringing. I had great parents. It was just the way it was. Uh, but there was always arts in the home. My dad bought me a guitar when I was 10. My brother was playing the guitar by the time he was 10. Then there was a piano and piano lessons. Uh, and it, it wasn't like we had this huge, huge budget for this stuff. They just made room for it. At the family reunions on my mom's side of the family, there was always a family band. Fun. From the time I can remember, my brother's band was practicing in my home. Mm. Uh, but when I when I was graduated, I didn't I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the, the idea of making a living in the arts just didn't seem like something I wanted to do. But I couldn't figure out anything besides the arts. There was nothing else that gave me passion. Uh, so I, was, I took some gap years, several. Uh, I didn't really get focused until I was probably twenty four. I took a few community college classes. At 24, I majored in visual arts. Uh, I had a degree in arts education by the time I was, before I was 30. Started teaching in a high school. The principal asked me if I would also teach theater. And I'm like, well, I mean, I love performing arts, but I'm not certified. And if I'm going to teach something, I don't, I want to be certified. And so they paid for me to go back to school. And then in my late 20s, early 30s, I went back and got a degree in theater, um, or theater education. Okay, that's a lot right there. No, that's Did good. Did stop or anything? No, that's okay, good. That's, right. You can keep going. So, were you, what were you teaching before you started teaching theater? Was it visual Visual arts, arts? okay. Uh-huh. And oh, that's so cool. I could show you, and, you know, I have things around here, and of course, my husband Steve is a photographer, so yes. over the years, I've been able to practice visual arts. You can't do theater and not do visual arts mm-hmm. as a part of the process, but anyway, uh, so then theater became my passion, and at a certain point, I realized as a teacher, I had to choose between teaching theater or art, because both, both of my programs were successful, so I did theater. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward, married Steve Rayford, uh, moved to Greensboro, was teaching in Guilford County, and one of the teachers there said, hey, you know, there's this great program called Shakespeare Lives, and they send, it's from the School of the Arts, they send teachers to England to study at the Globe. And you can you know, learn about Shakespeare. You're a theater person. And I'm like, wow. You said something about imposter in the notes, imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah. I thought, I'm going to go. Well, I got accepted first. I had to apply. It was this big portfolio process. 
funny enough, I, I thought I was going to have to pay to go. And then when I got accepted, I found out it was like a seven or $8,000 all expenses paid educational program. And then when I got accepted, I was terrified. I thought, okay, I'm in the theater now, and I really love theater. And at this point, I had acted some. I skipped over, you know, the process of getting into theater. Of course, I have become an actor and a director over the years, and it had become my passion. So I went to the Globe, and I thought, all these people are going to have read the entire canon. And I, I kind of just wanted this trip to London to go to the Globe. I mean, it wasn't just that. <laughs> but I was there. And everybody there was so practical and so about the process. They were so down to earth. Um, they said, of course, we don't understand all these words. We look it up. We, we do what you do. It's a process. Um, and so in that program, we acted on the stage. We performed, uh, we performed on the stage at midnight. We, that first year, we went to a school in Guildford, England, and we represented the Globe with a, a short one act of Richard III. And I was Anne. I was uh, actually double cast with someone. Um, Shakespeare was active and it was alive, and there was a movement person there named Glennie McDonald. And movement's my thing. I love mm -hmm. dance. That's another thing. Yeah. Dance is there. Uh, she just tapped something in my soul, and I realized that Shakespeare wasn't just about all the words I had read over the years. It was about everything. It was about the whole body. It was about emotion, feeling. And she kind of. Um, she did different things like Alexander Technique, but there was so much movement involved that I just had this passion for Shakespeare. It was interactive. It wasn't anything I ever thought in the past. But, you know, at the Globe, there were groundlings and people being pulled up on stage and people involved with the show, and the audience was truly a part of the world, and it was a true sharing process. Uh, that's how Shakespeare started. I love that. And then... Um, over the years, you know, I got up performing more and more. I, and I had played the piano and, you know, danced, uh, you know, been on a dance team and that kind of thing, a majorette team in high school. So performance wasn't that far. And then the performing increased. And then doing the Shakespeare, I realized that rhythm stays with me more than, like, verse stays with me more than prose. I have um, the way I think. I'm very kinesthetic. Mm -hmm. So the rhythm of Shakespeare and the movement and everything connected with me. And it just became my passion. I came back, worked for the school for several more years, shared what I learned with students. Uh, we did stuff at School of the Arts every year. I did Shakespeare camp and taught there in the summertime. Uh, went to the Shakespeare Festival as their education director. It was my dream job. Wow. And then they closed within a year after 37 years. Oh, no. And I thought about what I really wanted, and I thought, well, I've been working for other people there's not, there aren't many female artistic directors. I know what I want to do with, mm -hmm. with stuff. I want to share it. I want the audience to be a part of it. I want Shakespeare to be like a, a rock concert where everybody's engaged with it. So I'm going to start my own company. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and for some reason at this point, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little older. I've taught for 27 years. I really don't think I had any fear at that mm -hmm. point. I would have had a lot of fear at your age. If I could have been you at your age, are the people that work for me at your age because you all are so together. I just don't know where I would be not now because I didn't have your self-confidence until I reached my 30s. Mm -hmm. But then by the time uh, I had had the experience and learned that snobbery was just a cover-up for insecurity and that I didn't have to be a theater snob, I could be a theater explorer. Mm -hmm. I could share it rather than uh, having to always feel intimidated. I, 
I started it and it started, you know, I started a nonprofit. That was 2013. And they're still here. Wow. What a great story. Oh my gosh. And I can't <laughs> wait to get more into like, you know, starting shared radiance and everything. But there are so many good things that you said. So there are so many things to get into with your story. Especially I want to start with the fact that you said you weren't sure like you ex were experiencing like imposter syndrome quote unquote mm -hmm. like you weren't sure if you should go to the you know the globe trip and you like weren't sure of yourself etc but then look what happened like if you hadn't gone then you wouldn't have discovered your love for shakespeare and then like none of like shared radiance wouldn't be where it is now and i just want to like highlight that because i think so many times like in, even in my life and so many people listening you know, we think of like, wow, I would like to do this. Like, it's that curiosity. You talked about like, not um, being snobbish, but instead being an explorer, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, it's not so much about like knowing everything, but it's about being curious. And I feel like you had that curiosity towards, oh, like maybe this could be something cool. But then you had that fear of like, oh, am I good enough? Right. I don't know the whole canon of Shakespeare or whatever. <laughs> and I just want to like highlight that because if we aren't, if we don't explore that curiosity of like, oh, could this be something that might work out? Maybe, I don't know. But like, this is something that I'm interested in exploring and having that mindset of like exploring and curiosity as opposed to giving into that fear and doubt. You know, if you didn't go where the curiosity was leading you, then you wouldn't be where you are now. And it's just so interesting. Like, I love that, that, <laughs> that part. Well, I'll have to say, I think I probably got that, that, from my dad. Mm -hmm. My dad always just, he would, he actually ended up designing uh, machinery that built furniture. He was a designer, but he started out very humbly, actually, um, mm -hmm. and had to work to get his degree, even a GED. He had to really work to get to where he was because he grew up in poverty. But uh, he, he always just was so curious about everything and loved to travel. Uh, and even though I've had my insecurities, I think I've always also had this, and I don't know if it's good or not, this like, I'm going to do this. This mm -hmm. lack of fear, this I'm going to go for it. Yeah. But I think I can, I've always said I can talk myself into anything. Like in an interview, I could talk myself into a job. But then when I get it, I'm like, well, I can talk a big game, but this is a lot of work. <laughs> this is a lot of knowledge base that I've talked about. Yeah, this is a lot of things I have to do here. Um, and, and the globe thing, Honestly, I, and I was married at the time, and Steve was so, uh, oh, go for it, you know, yeah. do it. And, and just, I, I have, since then, I've seen people that I recommended for the program that wouldn't do that. Mm. There were so many things, excuses they could come up with that they couldn't go. Yeah. We, at the time, we gave the opportunity for many years to teachers and educators and theater people and English teachers. Uh, I don't know what it is, but if you didn't do that, there's so many things I would miss in life. And yeah. the, the Shakespeare thing has brought so many people mm. and just this confidence I wouldn't have had otherwise because I think I think I had been in environments and, and I've been to my college environments for good, but there's always people that can be intimidating. Mm. And a lot of times when people find out they're intimidating, they play and they see that you can be intimidated. They yeah. kind of play on play that. Play into it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, being born in my generation, being a, a girl born in the South, uh, you know, you're taught to be rather... I don't want to say timid, but not quite as, hey, this is who I am. Mm. But somehow, and I think, like I said, I got that from my father, that 
I can do this. Yeah. I can be a female artistic director. I can go to the Globe. Uh, but the imposter thing, I, I hate to say it never leaves. I hate to say that you never completely get through it. But I think if you did, maybe you would become arrogant. Mm. Or maybe you would become complacent and not continue to try to learn and grow and be around people to help you do that. Yeah. So uh, I've just learned that to recognize it for what it is and not let it hold yeah. me back. I think that's important. It's that my, it's it's the mindset shift of not saying, oh, I don't have any fear whatsoever, but instead seeing the fear as like an invitation of like, oh, well, maybe I should follow, like following the fear type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe I should follow, you know, yes, this scares me, but th- maybe that's all the reason why I should look into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like instead of seeing the fear as a reason to run away, you're seeing, you decide to change the fear into enthusiasm or excitement towards it or curiosity towards it Mm -hmm. and like excite like excitement and fear you know there your body basically reacts in the similar ways to both you know like your heart rate increases exactly so it's like you just have to see instead of seeing the fear as like something okay now i need to you know fight or flight or freeze but instead going something to go towards it as like um like enthusiasm and so I love that and like you said about uh you were saying something about what was it oh I had a point oh yes curiosity back to the curiosity Mm -hmm. point because it was instead of you know again not letting the fear stop you but looking at the what you're curious about taking action and then from taking action that's how you build confidence Mm -hmm. the confidence wasn't before you went to the globe or before you started shared radiance i mean you might have you you had built confidence by then but it was because you saw the fear as something to be excited about something to explore to be curious about you took action on that and then you built confidence through that yes i love that yes well it it does help And, and my father also taught me to surround myself with people of talent mm. you know, a lot of people of many talents and people that um and and to surround myself with that and not to be intimidated by it mm. he said you don't have to know everything you just have to surround yourself with people who will help you fully develop and become who you are and also give those people credit yeah you know i get those so i think that in part i've had great mentors uh great female mentors i talk about my dad but some great female mentors that i mm. still have that have just taught me kind of to run into the fire instead of away from it um and and the excitement it's just like performing people say do you ever get over stage fright no (laughs) no right before i walk out i feel like i'm going to explode into a million pieces and then if i'm prepared when i walk out if i know my lines if i've you know really prepared then when i get there i'm at home right but but that's part of that thing of always can i really do this did I really take this part with this this amount of lines, with this amount of emotion? Did I really? But then you get there, and like you said, that, that adrenaline rush, which is addicting. I've always said it was my uh, legal drug. You know, my, it's a way to get adrenaline and to feel without doing things that are bad for your body. And I don't know. I'm not sure sometimes too much stress, even if it's good stress, can be bad for your body. So you have to balance that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And what you said about like the people around you, it's so we we did I did an episode um recently about um 
what's the one thing that you might be missing when it comes to building confidence? And the one thing is community. And I talked about how I almost, did I talk about this? I don't think I mentioned this in the episode, but like I think back to how I almost didn't audition for um, a Midsummer Night's Dream, which I did with Shared Radiance Mm -hmm. recently. So like I had signed up for the audition maybe a week or a week and a half beforehand, but I was still like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm going to. I prepared my monologue and I was like ready, but I was like literally like the day of, I was like, "Mm, should I? I don't know if I'll be good enough. I was like, I don't know everyone. Like it's like a professional theater company. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I still went. And then I talked about on the episode how important it was that I did go and how all the people who I met who encouraged me and like spoke life into me and pointed out like the good things and helped me get better like you and our director Jenny and just like my castmates you know like everyone was just really helpful and like pointing me towards like being better and then also like highlighting the good things and like I talked about all the other aspects of community friends and family and other teacher my voice teachers you know things like that people like that who have helped and supported me but like that community aspect is so important to getting further and growing your mm-hmm. confidence and stuff and and it's like if I hadn't taken that chance to audition then I wouldn't have had this new community that I have now with you and with everyone at Shared Radiance so it's just well, I love beautiful it. I love it and that's how I came to you if you notice you know I was I was at uh, the culture the Greensboro Cultural Arts Center mm-hmm. at a, a rehearsal and uh, Stell was there, I think, with her mother and somebody doing a photo shoot, mm-hmm. and I just saw that there was something about you that you can, when people have a creative aura or something like a strong, positive thing, you can feel it, mm-hmm. and I felt it, and I thought, I just need to get to know her, and, and it, you know, we started the conversation, yeah. and I told you who I was, so I'm also, my mentor, a lot of my mentors were older, but I also learn and surround myself with a lot of people that are younger, and you've seen that. I have uh, next season. We have a lot of younger people directing, because there's there's something that you can get from people that are younger that that you can't replace with anything else. And I, I've never lost my passion, but it renews your passion to mm. see somebody like you that has so much passion for what you are doing and and. I just, like I said, I look at you all, I'm like, the confidence is refreshing. But the fact that she will talk about imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and admit it. And as females, I think people are more empowered now and empower each other. And that's so refreshing. Yeah. Yes. And vice versa. I mean, mm-hmm. I have so much to learn from you. And I have so much to learn from, you know, mentors and people who are older than me who have so much more wisdom and experience. <laughs> and you have your own passion that, so we just like... Right. Learn from each other, it like bounces off each mm-hmm. other, and I love that. But yeah, I've told that story about meeting <laughs> you on the on the podcast before, <laughs> and like the synchronicity of it, and how literally like it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. That was one of the craziest, coolest things that happened yeah. this year. That's wonderful. And if you're aware of it, I think you can really feel that. And I, I don't go around all the time. You know, every day I don't go to some place and say, "Hey, <laughs> I want to know you." I'm probably not going to do that today. <laughs> it, it's just that thing if people are open to the universe and I think to whatever their strong beliefs are and mm-hmm. whatever higher power or whatever is guiding them which I know that you have that mm-hmm. you know yeah and, uh, I do too I think that is there you open your eyes to it and, yeah. and it does help you become successful because if you're surrounded by good people wherever you go from that 
it can only be good. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Let's talk about shared radiance a little bit, switching gears. Okay. We've, we've like hinted towards it, and I want to talk more about um, like. Uh, you talked about like your your idea for it to be like a rock concert <laughs> like where people can interact with Shakespeare and really love Shakespeare. So talk about like maybe how you were able to kind of build it to where it is now um, for people who are thinking of like maybe starting a creative project or starting to audition for shows, you know, talk about like what the theater company, how it's set up kind of, mm-hmm. um, what the dream is for it so that people can kind of be inspired to be like, oh, like maybe I could find a theater company like that where I am and get a, be a part of it. Um, or maybe I can try Shakespeare too, or maybe I can, you know, start something creative mm-hmm. as well. So, okay. Well, you know, I had the experience at the Globe mm-hmm. and I did that for, I actually have been to the Globe three different times in the summer mm-hmm. to work with their masters and the people that share so wonderfully there. But then I also had my, I was on the board of the Shakespeare Festival and I worked there for a year as education director. So education is my strong thing. I mean, I was an educator in high school for several years and I'm proud of that theater educator. Um, but when I started thinking about starting the company, I had, I took, I had taken early retirement from teaching in order to go to the Shakespeare Festival and then they closed Mm -hmm. and I thought I'm too young for my career to be over do I want to work for somebody what do I want to do and I I thought well after working the festival was great but they did most of their things at High Point Theater which was very formal more formal Shakespeare but very well done very professional company you know equity wonderful experience there but then the globe was so different you know so I thought, well, what what would I do? I thought I want to, and then I had oh, I had also been to the New York New York Classical Theater and, and saw them perform in Battery Park and ended their show. Went through the park and ended it at the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. at night with fireflies, with their little stage managers holding flashlights in their faces. That's so cool. And and now I'm friends with their artistic director, who is one of my mentors. But anyway, I had seen that. I thought I want to do Shakespeare. And I was living here, and I thought, in my yard, I want to do Midsummer Night's Dream and travel around my yard, but I want a nonprofit because I want to be able to, you know, take donations and get money and build. So as soon as the Shakespeare Festival closed, I took a week and started working on my nonprofit, writing my, my laws, my bylaws, my narratives. Um, you had to apply, of course, to get it. I happen to have a family member who's an attorney who knows a lot about nonprofit stuff, and he helped me with my bylaws. He helped me get my thoughts gathered, and I sent sent it in uh, to get my you know nonprofit status. And the government shut down. <laughs> we always have these government yeah. things going on. So the government was shut down for four months, so it was delayed. But I did my first play and just did Midsummer Night's Dream, and then. Because I am an educator, one of my friends called and said, I'm bringing an activity bus full of students. Um, tell me where we park. And I thought, I mean, you've seen my yard. I thought, there's activity buses of students coming to see my show. Okay, I better rent a park or something along with my yard. So then we t- went to Hagenstone Park and rented that through the city so that I could bring activity buses of students there. And then I realized people wanted to see what I was doing. You know, the people were following us around parks and uh, ending up in different places. And I was trying to do Shakespeare in a way that was accessible to people. Um, So from that first year, which I started out with nothing, but I had a group of passionate people who some of them are still with the company, Epi and Kelly, Chris Panera's a lot. Uh, I started out with nothing 
But because I took an early retirement from education, I also had a bit of a retirement coming in. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully for the support I have with Steve and, you know, whatever, I had the freedom to build this company but still have a little income. Uh, somewhere along the line, I thought we the Shakespeare Festival had a school show. We need to go in the schools. So we start, started this school show with three people, and we go in the schools in North Carolina, and we do a 45-minute Shakespeare. Um, that's kind of a part-time gig with the NC Shakes. It was like every week full-time for the season, but we do that maybe two, three days a week in the spring. Uh, it, it just, people believed in what we were doing, and also I've evolved. I, I directed the show. The first few years I directed the shows, and then I started bringing in some guest directors. And then I thought, oh, we could perform in the library, in the stacks, and people can walk around and follow us. Or, And people would ask me to do things, and I'd think, oh, can we do that? Well, we can perform in this bar, and all these people are having happy hour. We did that, and we did uh, on Shakespeare's birthday. Um, so I'm open to new ideas, but the, uh, and then now we get grants. I, I became, as we went along, I've got more accepted with the arts councils with what we're doing. I've learned how to write grants. That was a process. I'll tell you this, uh, for people starting out, the first two or three years, the first grant I wrote, uh, I got it, no, I didn't get it. The second grant I wrote, I got it, but then I didn't get it the next year. So finally I called the Arts Council. I'm like, okay, what's, tell me what to do. He said, come in and talk to me. This was at Arts Greensboro, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I came in and he said, okay, this is what you need. You know, at the end, you need to have videos. You need to do this, you need to do that. Because I, I fancied myself a, a decent writer because, you know, I have a, a master's in theater education, so I had, you know, written plenty of things, but there's certain language. So I had to be vulnerable and say, I'm not doing a good job of this. What do I do? That next year, I got the grant. Mm-hmm. The next year, he called me in and told me my final report was one of the best ones that he received. But it's just because they taught me how to do it, and I still have to learn as I go. Um, Chapel is also getting a degree in grant writing, which is very important yeah, for a nonprofit. Yeah. Because it's hard, especially these days, to exist off the box office alone. Mm. You're not you're probably not going to do it unless you're in one of the larger cities. You're gonna need funding. Yeah. So good. I love that you said when you talked about being vulnerable to ask for help and like ask for guidance. Yeah. And that's so important for anyone starting anything, whether you're just starting to, you know, and this goes back to community. Maybe, you know, a lot of the people listening might be at the very beginning of their journey of just like, oh, I want to start to maybe take a dance class or maybe start right. to, you know, look into working with the, an organization like uh, Shared Radiance, you know, maybe start auditioning. And it's like asking for help and looking for people who've done it, you know, mm-hmm. who are in that company that you're looking to work with or that are in that, maybe that dance class maybe like right. meeting with the teacher you know t- just kind of taking that initiative like yeah. you said to be vulnerable and say I don't know like which which dance class am I yeah, going to fit in you know or which you know which you know mm-hmm. what voice teacher is going to work the best right. for me or like just asking questions about um things that you don't know and there's nothing wrong with that and that's why I hope you know hopefully this podcast inspires people to and helps people like gives people mm-hmm. practical tips and paths that they can kind of follow along so that they can have a resource for like how to start a theater Mm -hmm. company or how to start acting or whatever um like hearing your story and 
so that they know that they're not alone, that right. they can ask for help and be vulnerable in that way. Right. So. And, and now I find out Arts Greensboro has what's called shared services. Mm-hmm. So my accountant, uh, Shantae, who's wonderful, she is with Arts Greensboro, so she does work for me two or three hours a month, but it's through Arts Greensboro. And that way my books, my QuickBooks, can be transparent to the Arts Councils. Oh, and if nice. I need help when I'm writing grants with different things. I actually have a resource for that. That's awesome. So there's so much help. If anybody out there, you know, wants to start a nonprofit or, you know, you're thinking about drawing up your bylaws or you have a nonprofit and you, like, I remember when I thought, I need an accountant. I thought, but I can't afford somebody full time. I just need somebody a few hours. And then the person from Arts Greensboro said, Sherry, we have that. And I pay a little bit for it, but it's very discounted. That's awesome. Yeah. There are so many opportunities mm-hmm to do what you want to do and sometimes we only see like the limitations you only see like the oh I don't have you know I can't pay for a full-time accountant or whatever or like again back to the globe like oh I I haven't read all of Shakespeare so I can't do that sorry Mm -hmm. like no there there is a way there's always a way there are always opportunities if we just will kind of like ask a different question instead of saying oh no this could never happen because xyz Maybe ask right. a different question. What's possible here? You know, possible. I love that. All right. So let's take a second to kind of backtrack a little bit to talk about, because you mentioned this in your story about how you started acting um, and you started taking dance as well. So I'd love to hear like, what were those beginning moments for you when you were like, oh, okay, I don't want to just be behind the stage. Although we love backstage, we love backstage too. But when you were like, I want to be on stage, I want to really grow as an actor. And then even like when you started, you said you were on dance team in high school. Right. So like when you started, like maybe as an adult, just start dancing again. But we can start with acting first. Okay, we'll start with acting. Of course, I was teaching visual arts. Um, had always been interested in all sorts of performing arts. Mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, when I was in high school, I, I was content with backstage when it comes to the acting part. Like I said, I did competitive speech, which was interesting. Um, so once I went to Catawba, which was where I got my undergraduate in theater, um, I thought I need to, I don't want to teach this if I'm not an actor. Mm-hmm. So I started, started seeking out chances to perform, and most of that was community theater. It was in Thomasville and Lexington area mostly, and I would just audition. The first thing I auditioned for, I got the lead, and I'm like, oh, one of those things. I'm like, how did this happen? How do I learn these lines? Oh, my God. Um, And it was dinner theater, so everybody was in my face. I was like, oh, Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Uh, But then I did several musicals, which I'm nearly always ensemble in a musical because uh, I'm I'm good with harmony. But I'm not one of those uh, killer sopranos. I mean, I'm not making excuses for the way I sing. I think I, I love singing. I play the guitar and sing. But you, we know what we're, what our strengths are. And in musical, I was ensemble. Uh, and so I did a lot of musicals. Um, then when I got to the Globe, of course, that was some acting that was very challenging. And then representing the Globe, that was totally intimidating but exciting. Uh, so I just started doing that, and then when I started working for the festival, I was hoping to start doing some professional stuff there, and then that kind of fell apart. So I started doing Shakes Collage, and just, I mean, I just knew once, it was a natural fit for me, mm. theater, because I, it just is a natural fit for me, but I, I constantly learn when it comes to the performance part. Every character, every time I'm cast, I feel like, am I really going to be this person? Can I really do this? But it is a process that feels right for me. Sometimes it's easier to be somebody else than to be yourself. Mm. I like myself, but being somebody else, it's just, I can get so lost in that. 
so anyway, I'm just since then I've done a lot, and then I started doing a lot with the company, and uh, we did some stuff uh, when I was in Davidson County, uh, just a lot there in those areas. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's in the and, doing, like, and it's funny because yeah. because I have a theater company, you know, people assume I'm an equity actor. I am not. I'm an actor. I'm an educator first. Mm. I'm very proud of my educational background. I have a master's in education uh, with a theater background from UNCG. Um, the company, our main focus, I remember when I was with the festival and we were falling apart, I thought we just need to do more with education. We need, uh, Not that I'm 37 years is a long run. They did great. But I think education is our main thing, mentorship, education. You know, we bring in people from the colleges. We have a teen program. Uh, we constantly educate each other. We go in the schools. So there, I don't know. I think yeah. I over-answered your question. No, that's perfect. I love the, again, you said, I just started. I just started. You know, you auditioned for community <laughs> theater. Looking around you, again, looking for the opportunities instead of, you know, looking for excuses. You looked around and you were like, oh, look, I can go for this audition and that audition. And then it builds and it builds and it builds. And then next thing you know, you're at the Globe. Yeah, is, <laughs> Not exactly, it but... Is. It is nice when you're actually getting paid for it. But, mm -hmm. but it is something that I think you have to... It's just like any kind of muscle. You have to exercise mm -hmm. uh, the arts. You have to get out and do it. Yeah, and and you if you don't if you're not doing great, you have to find people that to help you figure out what what to work on, you know how to improve. Yes, love that. Back to of course, it all comes back to community. It all comes back to the doing and the just starting and looking for the opportunities mm -hmm. and then going from there and growing from there. And I love that. And you talked about and you know back to looking for people who can guide you. That's what you're doing with Shared Radiance. You have the mentorship. You have opportunities for people to learn even just through the doing through auditioning for me I learned so much just yeah. being in um a Shakespeare play and with you all and so like there's so much to learn um I want I would love to know what are some upcoming projects that you'd like to kind of share with people oh. things that are exciting to look forward to so that um, we can all be inspired okay. by the things that are coming up next. Right. There's a lot of exciting going on. Well, we're doing Shine, which is our yearly fundraiser, and it's basically a variety show with our company members because we have a lot of triple threats. And it's a time that we don't do Shakespeare. We do musical theater numbers. We dance. We do monologues. That's coming up. That's directed by Taylor Neese, who I'm very excited mm -hmm. about this directing. And Comedy of Errors is coming up uh, in the spring with Joey Upper directing. We're doing Romeo and Juliet downtown with teens as a collaboration with Creative Greensboro. Uh, I will be involved with that project. Last year I directed it, but this year, as of yesterday, Ebby uh, Miller will be directing and Fatima will be the assistant director. Yay. Yes, so it's going to be... Amazing. Uh, I've had a, a, a youth uh, offender prison in Cellar City contact me, and they're wanting to do Shakespeare with their youth in the prison. Wow. I'm really interested in that. They're writing a grant. They're working on a grant. If they do, I really want to go in and see what I can do mm -hmm. with that. Um, we work with the Housing Authority, teaching dance to seniors in the senior housing Um we have The Tempest coming up in the spring, which I will direct. And Chapel Upper 
has a residency and she's involving shared radiance at Creative Greensboro and she's going to take Pride and Prejudice and turn it into a one-hour modern piece and we're going to do several workshops surrounding that. That's just a few of the things we're wow. doing. So much coming up. <laughs> but I think it all speaks to like the impact that shared radiance is having and that mm-hmm. you're having just the overall impact that theater and the arts can have you know and again it all it all started because you were like oh maybe you know maybe this globe thing could be interesting yeah. going to europe for how long <laughs> and all right all expenses all expenses paid Which trip. I didn't know until i was accepted I'm like, oh, exactly <laughs> like you didn't know until you took that chance mm-hmm. and then look at it now now you're having so much impact you're gonna be you're working with you know these women um, you're working with teens, right? Building their confidence and stuff, you know, helping them learn Shakespeare too. And like just Im- impacting and inspiring so many people. And it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't taken those first steps. And that's the impact that um, the arts can have. Like you never know until you start. And then you see like how how big it can become over time. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Oh, and we have the school show. I didn't mention the school show. Hmm? The school show. That's oh, always, perfect. Yeah, we have the school show. We go in the schools. We have some grants and oh, those different good. places. Yep. That's so fun. Again, with the impact. The impact just grows and grows. Mm-hmm. The more you do, the more you make connections and the right. more you can serve other people. And it just goes to show how impactful the arts can be um, and how much, um, yeah, how much good it can do for the world and for people. So I love that. Um, we're going to round up. This conversation has been so good. There's so many good things in here, talking about community, talking about opportunities and building confidence. And I think um, everyone can take away so many good things from this conversation. I would love to know, I always ask people if you could give just one piece of advice for any aspiring performer, anyone who's listening who is like, okay, like Sherry, you're doing all these cool things. I don't even know if I can go to an audition like you did and get the lead in a musical. Like, what if I don't get the lead? Or, you know, if I want to start dancing, if I want to start acting, you know, it's it's kind of hard for maybe someone who used to be in the performing arts when they were in high school, maybe, but kind of took some time mm-hmm. off or um, haven't done it in a while or have never done it, but always had this curiosity towards it. So if you could give like one piece of advice to someone who's some kind of aspiring to just start the performing arts um yeah what would you say well just just take that step just mm-hmm. take the step uh don't let if if the first step doesn't work out don't let that throw you there's been some there's been as many missed opportunities i've had as opportunities that i've received um just do it and be sure that you surround yourself with community and with people that you think can help you develop what you need to develop in the areas that you're working on like you said that you thought about not doing this you know find people who support you and be sure that you you associate with people who bring out the best in you and that you bring out the best in and then you can do anything whether it's that first audition or starting your business you know and and don't ever even if you have self-doubt don't be embarrassed by it find people like us who understand sometimes if you embrace it Mm. uh, i'm going to say this a therapist told me one time, the brighter the star, the darker the shadow. When you go for that audition, don't let the shadow hold you back. Just embrace it, but let the star shine. 
Ugh, that was so good. That was beautiful. I think we can just end it there. But I do want to, I do want us to say like where everyone can follow you and just keep up with you and shared radiance because you guys are doing amazing things. And uh, that was just such good advice, right? Let the star shine like brighter than the shadow that don't let the shadow hold you back. I love that. Um, yeah, let us know where we can connect with you online and shared radiance as okay. well. Um, online, you can, we, we have the websites, you know, www.sharedradiance.org. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm on Facebook, it's Shared Radiance, and Instagram, Shared Radiance. Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I'm very open and love working with people. It's Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I, at sharedradiance.org. Perfect. There we go. Yay. I'll put everything in the show notes so everyone can click on the links and go ahead and connect with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you you for being here. This was so much fun. You're such a light. Face to face. Yeah, I know. You're literally shared like radiance. Like you are radiance. I have you in my phone with like the sun next to you with like the smiling sun. Oh my gosh. Because like you are the radiance like you are shared radiance so thank thank you you for sharing your light and your radiance with everyone today i just hope that we can all stay connected with you so thank thank you 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 are radiance too don't ever forget it (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much for listening to another episode of the creatively performing arts podcast i hope you feel encouraged inspired and truly impacted by today's episode and if you can think of one person who would love this show please share this episode with a friend and if you wouldn't mind going to apple podcasts and leaving a review and rating it will take 30 seconds and it would truly immensely help this show grow and reach more people who need to use their creative gifts as well and finally go to the performing arts community on facebook and join this online free community for you to interact with and connect with other artists. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much and I'll talk to you later.